0: day Nation, stand up just like everybody was standing up at Paul Brown Stadium today. Over 55,000 strong. And let me tell you, it was strong. Obviously, I'm recording Saturday night, so your boy Trey didn't make it to the game. Had an unfortunate situation with COVID this week. It cost me the opportunity to go to this first playoff win since 1991. I'm upset about that, but sitting at home watching my 55-inch flat screen, I I got the best seat in the house. I got the best seat in the house. I got to watch all the plays up close. However, I still would have liked to been there. i like to have been, been there with some of you guys and got to enjoy history, the history-making first playoff win since 1991, a 31-year playoff drought that Joe Burrow goes ahead and breaks in. To the top echelon of quarterbacks in the nfl proving who he is Throwing for i want to say almost 250 yards today wasn't the best showing either but joe burrow can throw for 250 yards in his sleep in his sleep he can do that he can be asleep sitting on his pillow just talking to himself throwing touchdowns i guess to everybody except for t higgins t higgins didn't have a very good game today we'll get into him later but first you guys haven't had an opportunity to check out the Bengals Declassified podcast on Twitter, check it out. It's Bengals Declass, D-E-C-L-A-S-S, and the number one. Catch me on Twitter, and catch me right here at the Bengals Declassified podcast. You can find me everywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. You can find the Bengals Declassified podcast. All right, everyone, let's jump into this. Black is what we bleed. bag of fans, we cheer our team. Ooh. Every year we hope a dream. Dang. We hope a dream. Two, three, you know what we say, shout it out this way. All right, this is was a great win. This was a great win against a team that I guaranteed that the Bengals would beat. It was real simple coming into this game. You know, the Raiders uh, wrote a you know they were on a high four game win streak, and they had that crazy breakout, bust them up fight there with the Chargers last weekend. You know that was a very emotional time, very confusing time with the whole uh, the whole issue. She's not the right word. It was the whole if-they-tie thing. If the whole if-they-tie thing happened, then both teams make it to the playoffs, Steelers would be out. You know, all that controversy was swarming around that game, and then they came out, and they played a tough game and ended up winning the game. You know, congratulations, Raiders. You got to make it to the playoffs. However, you got to go against this beast of a team coming out of Cincinnati. And I told you guys they were going to win by at least a touchdown. So if you were listening and you put your money where my mouth is, you would have came out ahead. Came out, of, came out ahead pretty big, to be honest, because I was exactly right. The Bengals won by a touchdown. Now, granted, I felt like they could have won by more. We'll get into that later. But first, let's start in the first quarter. Things that I was noticing in the first quarter. First of all, this is something I noticed throughout the game, which confused me. We won this game because Zach Taylor just flat out out coached Versace or whatever his name is. Versace, Versace. I don't know his name. But anyway, he just flat out was out coaching him and we were out disciplined. you know he was going against the Bengals who were the least the least penalized team in the NFL during the whole regular season. That's saying something. so at least Zach Taylor put together a crew you know uh, of coordinators that was able to put together guys on the team that are disciplined. so we were more disciplined and our play calling showed. Well the Raiders weren't disciplined at all. They started out the first quarter I want to say with three false start penalties. Uh, one of them uh, stopped the drive they had early in the game. And not to mention, what are they doing? On the second drive of the game, when they have a chance to come down there and tie up the ball game, they're putting Marcus Mariota in on a second and long for some kind of RPO. That would be the only time we see Marcus Mariota. shouldn't have saw him right there. You know, Vic, Fan, whatever his name is, he just he, he wasn't calling a good game. So from the very beginning of that game, you could tell our coaching staff our players were just more disciplined. And then I started to notice a few other things. This is something we're going to have to get shored up short before we play in the next round. Our linebackers seem to drop coverage weird ways. They don't seem to. Whenever they have to drop back in any kind of zone coverage, anything crossing in front of them, I noticed that they were confused a lot. I'm surprised that the Raiders couldn't see it. I'm seeing it on my TV screen. If the Raiders would have called some more shallow crossing routes, I think our linebacker core would have had a lot more issues with them that game. So I don't understand what the Raiders were doing, but thank you very much. Let me give you a round of applause for you guys not doing your job correctly. Appreciate it. But you know what? Regardless of that, they weren't going to stop us. They were not going to stop us at all. It was just our day. And you know why? It was because that 12th man on the field. 12th man on the field constantly. You guys out there, I saw it on that TV, and that's why I said I would have loved to have been there, been a part of that, been able to feel that energy. We cause them more issues than they cause themselves. The 12th man in the arena, you guys, you 55 plus strong, 55,000 plus strong, you saw Derek Carr constantly having to come to the line, put his hands over his ears, you know, constantly, miscommunication, uh, having troubles commu- having trouble communicating because you guys were out there screaming, doing your job. Granted, you guys don't get paid for it, but guess what? You didn't get paid in money, but you got paid with a playoff victory, something every Bengals fan, me, you, your brother, your mother, wanted. Okay, So you got paid. Now it's time to get a a little extra pay, time to get that holiday pay, because now we won, and we've got a second-round matchup coming up against somebody, don't know who yet. Anyway, moving forward in that game after the first quarter, you know, I just – I noticed so much. I noticed that the defensive line was getting – the defensive line was getting at him just like I told you guys, just like I told you guys. Hendrickson and Hubbard needed to, you know, at least apply pressure from the outside to cause Carr problems, and he did. I don't know how many times Carr had to just throw it out of bounds, but I want to say it was at least five or six times because the pressure on the edge was right there, and he had nothing to do with the ball. So we did what we needed to do. The whole game, we did what we needed to do, and they did not do anything they were they needed to do to beat us. So I'm really happy with that. You know, stands out of the game. You know, I thought on defense was Jesse Bates. I feel like he played his heart out. I feel like he did a really good job today. Uh, overall, I really saw. I think that he shined on the defense uh, along with Hendrickson, and I, I, you know, the corners played well. They were staying with guys the whole game. And I, I really think our defense did exactly what they were supposed to do. Very underrated defense who ended up shining when they needed to. That's what I knew they would do. And the offense, we played well. I would have liked to come away with a, a couple, you know, touchdowns early instead of settling for those field goals against the NFL League's worst red zone defense there early. But you know what? Still got the job done. We got the job done, and it, and it was amazing. And as the game moved on, I really liked everything I saw, except for toward the end of the game. You know, we're up by a touchdown, and then for some reason, we decide to go. We decide to go conservative. I think it was like a run with Mixon, then maybe like a uh, a short pass, and then a little tr- trick run or something with Jamar Chase. I don't know if that's the correct order, but it was those three plays, and it just looked like we weren't even trying to get the first down. We were just trying to be conservative. You know Zach Taylor called a great game all the way up to the him and him and Callahan called a great game up to that point, I think. And at that point, you need to go ahead and ice that game. You can't get away with that against teams like Kansas City. You can't get away with that against the Titans. You can't get away with that against the Bills or the Patriots. you're You're gonna get lucky and get away with that against the Raiders, but you can't get away with that against other good teams. You need to go ahead, when you have the opportunity to put your foot on their throat, you need to go ahead and put the foot down, put the foot to the pedal, put on the gas, and finish that game. And they end up kicking that ball back and giving the Raiders a, a really good opportunity to tie that thing and put it into overtime, and then at that point, what do you have? Then it comes down to a coin flip, because now the Raiders have momentum. you really want to kick them the ball in overtime? You know, I was very concerned toward the end of that game. And I think a lot of you out there were, too, because I saw the crowd get a little bit on edge. Because all it took was them to get in that end zone, and they almost did it. Yeah, I didn't like the roughing the passer call when, uh, I forget who it was, just kind of bumped into Derek Carr's face, and he's like, oh, you know, he puts his hands in the air like something. Nothing happened. Nothing happened there. Okay? But regardless, it's just, we wouldn't have had to get to that point if the offense would have just finished the game. We have to finish teams. The Raiders. We needed to finish. I don't think we looked. We looked our best. Now Jamar Chase. He looked awesome today, boys. He looked awesome. I forget how much, how many yards he had, but it just seemed like he. You couldn't stop him. If Burrow got the time and the opportunity to throw, Jamar. Jamar was catching the ball. You know, Mixon. I would like to see him a little more. Our offensive lines not getting enough push for Mixon late in the season, and that's kind of expected. You know, our offensive line. You know, I was looking at the Pro Football Focus rankings. Three or four of our offensive linemen are ranked in the low 30s and 40s out of 40-something eligible guards and tackles. You know, we have a couple of decent guys on that offensive line. I'm going to have to get to know them a little more in the offseason, but I think that's one spot that we're going to have to really keep an eye on moving forward in the playoffs. I think that offensive line we need to keep an eye on. I think we need to keep an eye on our linebacking core. You know, our our defensive front, we had some guys go down to injury, injury today have to wait and see what the injury report says. I might put another podcast out this week to talk about some of the upcoming matchups once we get a little more figured out to see who we're actually going to be playing. But for right now, I know we're banged up a little bit up front on defense. And also on the offense side of the ball, not as far as injuries, but guys that didn't really show up. I saw T. Higgins had a couple drops. They were kind of hard balls to catch. They were a little bit out of his reach, but I think he's got to come down with at least one or two of those. The fact that he wasn't in, in more of the play calling really was confusing to me. Him and Tyler Boyd, I mean, Tyler Boyd did catch that touchdown, which we'll get in that in just a moment. I actually have a question coming up from a, a fan that actually just texted me earlier. But we'll get that in a minute. But Tyler Boyd caught that touchdown. But beyond that, I only think he caught for about 30 yards. So pretty much Jamar Chase was most of all of our offense except for uh, Usama. Usama, who I kind of figured he was going to have a good game, I didn't know he's going to have that good a game, but that's good. That's good moving forward. We know we got another weapon right there in the middle of the field—a big, strong guy that can catch those passes and get some of those yards after catch with that size. I mean, he's—he's he's going to be—he's going to do us—he's going to do us good moving forward. That, that's good. But T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd—we're going to have to see more of them moving forward. We're going to have to see more of them coming into the next round of playoffs. I really do believe. Now, about that play, that touchdown play, I think it was their second touchdown when they went up by 10 points or so. I forget what it was. Anyway, I was watching that, and the first thing I thought was he wasn't out of bounds. You could see the angle on the television where he threw the ball. You couldn't really see his feet, but you could see the angle. He's a professional. He's not throwing that ball after he steps out. Joe Burrow knew where his foot was. He had planted his foot and made the throw. The confusing part was the whistle. Now, granted, the people in the TV booth did go to whoever I forget who, who the guy is, the uh, referee that uh, that does the uh, booth work with them, and said that that should have been rolled a dead play and do the and do the uh, down over after the whistle blew. Okay, because that's something they teach you in football from the grades, from when you're a grade schooler moving forward, moving on from there. Is when you hear the the play dies when the whistle blows, so when that whistle blowed. You know, that defensive back, although it looks like he kind of gives up, he probably shouldn't have. But the play should have been ruled dead. I mean, if that's the rules, then we got away with one. But he was also in bounds. Now, if that's a rule, that has to be something that can be looked at in the future so that doesn't come up again. Because the right call was a touchdown. He was inbound. He threw the ball. He scored. The phantom whistle was just a referee who just jumped the gun. That's, if that's really a rule and it shouldn't have been a touchdown, then that rule has to be fixed. It have, has to be adjusted because that's just a human error whenever a play was legitimate. It was legitimately a touchdown, no matter which way you look at it. Just because a guy blew some air out of his mouth into a whistle too early shouldn't stop the fact that Joe Burrow's foot was in bounds. Tyler Boyd caught the touchdown, put two feet in. So I don't even want to talk about that. I want to see what some of the experts say on television moving forward this week and just see what they have to say about it before I have any more comments on on the uh, on the play, but for right now, I'm going with as it. a touchdown and if it's a rule that needs to be changed, let's change it.
1: All right, guys, like I
0: said I was speaking to earlier, I had a couple fans, I want to say fans, but I'm more say just listeners that had messaged me some questions. They asked me questions for your for your boy trey So I thought it it'd be fitting to take some time and answer a few of their questions. You know, anybody out there that really wants to get at me, like I said, Catch me at the Bengals D Class Declassified podcast at Bengals D Class D C L A S S and the number one. That's at Twitter. You can uh, DM me there, and I'll take your questions anytime. The first question I got is, from, is Paul from Akron, and he's he writes in, "What team would you rather see the Bengals face in the second round of the playoffs?" Well, Paul, it's a tough question. Tonight the Pats and the Bills are playing. I kind of. I kind of don't want to see either one of them. I mean, let's be real here. If I want to see anything, I want to see the Steelers beat the uh, Chiefs and I want to see the Patriots beat the Bills because in that scenario, we get another home playoff game where we would be playing the New England Patriots. So if you really want to ask me what I want to see, that's the scenario I want to personally see. I want to see the Steelers knock off the Chiefs, get them out of the way, and then I want because I know we can beat the Steelers. And then I want to see. The Pats knock off the Bills. And I want to see a bring New England into Cincinnati, bring him to Paul Brown Stadium with 55,000 plus strong. I want to see that because I think that 12th man, regardless of Bill Belichick or anybody being on the other sideline, I think we have a r- real shot at beating anybody in this league if it's at home. I've got a lot of faith in us, Houday Nation. I've got a lot of faith in us. So if you want to know, you want to know, Paul, what my dream scenario is? That's it right there. All right, I got another question. It's from Ryan from Cincinnati. Who day? T. Higgins didn't do anything today. You're right, Ryan. Do you think the receiver will bounce back next week? Well, Ryan, it kind of depends. Depends on matchup. Depends on matchup. Depends on game flow. But I think so. I think that the coach staff is going to get together. They're going to see some of their, uh, their, their mistakes uh, as far as play calling. They're going to know that they didn't utilize T. Higgins enough. I mean, it's kind of obvious. The guy was a 1,000-yard receiver this year. He's the second-best receiver on the outside. Um, for some teams, he might be the first-best receiver if he was on another team. Okay? So, yeah, I think for sure T. Higgins is going to bounce back in some kind of way. Eh, is he going to have 100 yards and two touchdowns? Probably not. But he's definitely going to have a, much more of an impact and a better stat line than he did today. That's for sure. So, yeah. I think T. Higgins for sure is a lock to bounce back next week. And like I said, it's going to depend on matchup. I really don't like the matchup against the Bills uh, or the Patriots. You know, give us the Titans. I think that he might have a better shot against the Titans. But I'm not really sure. How about that? But I think he will bounce back and do a little better than he did this week. All right, the next question comes from Brian from Morgantown, West Virginia. Fellow Mountaineer. He writes, Cincinnati fans were on fire tonight. Yeah, Brian, they were definitely on fire. We were all on fire if you were a Bengals fan tonight. Do you think that was a big reason why the, that the Bengals won the game? Brian, yeah. I spoke about that earlier when I started this little podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a big reason. And that was one of the reasons I said it last week in last week's episode. This was for sure going to be the advantage of the game. And if you watch the game, you could see it. The communication that the Raiders were having, the the discommunication—it was so hard for them to communicate. They were the lack of communication. They were able to get out there on every play call. It was just—it was frustrating. You could see the frustration in their coaching staff and in Derek Carr. I'll, yeah, for sure. You know, Joe Burrow's those touchdowns. Joe Mixon runs for yards. Jamar Chase catches uh, yards and scores touchdowns. But the Bengals defense, their best defensive player was that twelfth man on the field. So yeah, Brian. For sure, the Bengals uh, fans were definitely a huge reason why we won this game. All right, and the last question I got, another Cincinnati native, Andrea. What's up, Andrea? It's your boy, Trey. Hit me up at Twitter. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying. She writes in, how far can this team actually go? Well, I'll tell you how far they can go. They can go all the way. And that's not just me being a fan. That's me being realistic. Why can't they? The defense is underrated and it's playing playing well. When our defense is healthy and playing well, I want to see what the injury report looks like coming out of this week. But if they're healthy moving forward in the playoffs, the defense is going to play well. I, I just I see the defense. They're, they're not really opportunistic as far as getting turnovers, but they are definitely a bend and not break defense. The corners are playing well i watch the, the our corners, our safeties are playing well. Like I talked about earlier, Bates is playing well. I think everybody on that field right now, you know, Von Bell, I didn't see a lot of him today, but that could just be attributed to the fact that they weren't going near him. So, yeah, I think that the Bengals have a legitimate shot. The de- If the defense continues to play the way that I think they can play and the way they have been playing, which is, hey, we're not going to allow you to beat us. Badly, we're not going to allow you to score thirty points. We're gonna, you're you're going to have to work. If the defense makes them work, guess what? We've got a work. We got workhorses on the offensive side of the ball that we did not see a full offensive onslaught like we usually see out of Cincinnati today against the Raiders. So if we play our game, the Bengals play their offensive game that they can play, and the defense holds tight and is able to hold teams to under thirty points. I think if we hold a team to under 30 points the rest of the way in the playoffs, well, let's give it another number, a better number. How about 27? If we can hold hold teams under 27 points, we will not lose a playoff game moving forward because I guarantee that we can score 27 or more points every game if we have to because that's how good this Bengals team is. All right, everyone. I'm going to wrap this podcast up because, like I said, I think I'm going to put out another one midweek because I want to see what the matchups are going to be in the second round. But right now, I'm going to icky shuffle my way out Go take care of my kids. Hopefully, you didn't hear them in the background making noise. But you know what? If you did, uh, who they? I'll tell you who they are. They're my kids. So, congratulations, Bengals fan, on the 31-year drought being broken today. And Bengals Declassified out. Catch you all soon.